0: Welcome to Why Gifts Matter from the Core Gift Institute, a series of conversations spanning helping professions, spiritual traditions, and community encouragers who believe that knowing your gifts and giving them is an essential part of living a full life and creating healthy communities. Find out more about us at www.coregift.org. Hi, I'm Bruce Anderson from the Core Gift Institute. In this episode of Why Gifts Matter, we're talking with Marielle Amador. On a fast track to leadership with the technology company in the Fortune 500, Marielle discovered the idea of gifts while on a guided reflective walk with other young people and made an abrupt U-turn out of that industry. Instead, she made a courageous commitment to find work that was more closely aligned with her gifts.
1: It was all, you know, young adults, so ages. 18 to 24 and everybody was saying the same thing I have no clue what I want to do with my life and I thought wow I'm not the only one and I remember feeling free in a way like oh this is normal
0: We're talking to her today as she's finishing a year of teaching English in Spain and on her way to Wales to be a mentor with Trek Epic, an outdoor adventure company helping young people find purpose in their lives. Well, thanks for joining us, Marielle. So glad to be able to get a chance to talk to you. We get asked a lot for stories about people who have altered their life based on their core gift. And so I know you're one of those people. So I wanted to find out a little bit about your story and uh, and ask you a few questions about it. So maybe you could uh, start just by telling us where you were where you were born and and raised and what it was like growing up and um, give us a little bit of your story to start.
1: Sure. Let's see. Well, I was born in Harlingen, Texas, which is a small town at the very tip of Texas. Uh, I didn't live in Harlingen. I lived a little bit really sou- souther than um, than Harlingen, but I grew up down there, went to, went to high school down there. Um, and after high school, I moved to San Antonio, Texas, where I was for 10 years. I realized um, after college that I needed to focus a little bit more on what I wanted to do with my life. And so I began to explore different options. And I'm currently still exploring different options of what I should do. Mm -hmm. But I had a great childhood. Many opportunities continue to have many opportunities. And here I am.
0: So um, if you're like most of us, you're not raised uh, hearing the term gifts or core gifts. And so where did you where did you run into that term? Tell us a little bit about how that discovery happened for you.
1: Yes, nope, I definitely was not raised um, hearing the word core gift. Um, In fact, I was never even really asked what I wanted to do with my life. My parents just kind of gave me free reign. They knew I was an intelligent person. They, you know, I was the first uh, person in my family to go to college. And so I kind of just went off and did my thing. Didn't know what I was doing really, just knew that I was going to graduate and soon after graduating, actually, I landed a, jo- a really amazing job at a, a corporate technology firm. It was on the Fortune 500 list, and I was really, really excited about it. But I kind of knew that I kind of knew that it wasn't going to be for me. And I don't know how I knew that because I was really excited to go there. But I had a feeling I wasn't going to like it. I don't know why. And I had just finished doing a, a gap year program uh, in a low-income neighborhood in San Antonio. And they sent out a newsletter about opportunities for the summer. And one of those opportunities was from this company, a nonprofit, an educational nonprofit known as Trek Epic. I was really, really intrigued, and I was able to go on this this, this hiking uh, adventure. So essentially, Trek Epic takes young adults from all across America, and we go abroad, we hike in the wilderness, we're able to have time to just think about ourselves, you know, because we're out of the country, we don't have school, we don't have work, and we discuss the concept of a core gift every afternoon. We discuss what we can do with our core gift, what our core gift is, how we may have already been using our core gift. And so it was after college, I was about 22, about 22, and that was the first time that I heard about it, and it was completely accidental. I opened up an email and decided that, hey, this looks fun, and went and I did it, and here I am years later still in love with this idea and still working towards it. So when
0: you – Uh, So you're on this walk with Trek Epic and you hear this term core gift. So do you remember what your reaction was initially when you heard that term?
1: Well, so it wasn't really when I heard the term. It was when when we sat down, and I don't remember if it was the first or the second night, but it was all, you know, young adults, so ages 20, 18 to 24, and everybody was saying the same thing. I have no clue what I want to do with my life. And I thought, wow, I'm not the only one. And I remembered feeling free in a way. Like, oh, this is normal. It's totally normal that I... And so it was... It made me... How, did, how should I say this? It made me confident that I would find something that I enjoy doing that I was great at doing Um, and yeah it, it was it was amazing I think just the awareness of the concept of a core gift was a major turning point for me I had never thought about it before that I could do something that I was actually good at
0: so I know when you went on that walk you had a job waiting for you when you got back and so what was it like to go back to that job? Was it a good fit with your gift? Um...
1: No. So uh, towards the end of the walk, I I knew that it was not going to be the job for me. I actually had a conversation with one of the guides on the walk, and I was going back and forth between, well, should I, should I even go to this job? I, I knew immediately that it wasn't going to be you know, the fit for me. But I decided that I should give it a shot. And so I did. Uh, Three months in, I was very unhappy. And so I think I actually submitted my my notice and I was going to leave. But I ended up staying for a year. I, I told myself that if I can make it through a year, that will give me enough data to decide, okay, do you like this do you not like this will it get better will it not and so after a year i decided that it wasn't for me and actually after a year there was an opportunity to go on an advanced trek with a trek epic i saw that there was a trek coming up so i applied i was able to go and so i went and while i was out there I received an email that my promotion had gone through. I was going to get, you know, more responsibility, more pay. And so, unfortunately, when I when I came back from this advanced trek, I had to put my notice in because I realized that, you know, it, it just wasn't for me. So I, I left.
0: <laughs> so some people listening who are uh, still looking for a job that has, a decent pay and opportunity you might hear in what you're saying, well, this, this woman, she just left it all behind. She had a great job with good pay. Um, so what would you say to that person?
1: Oh, that's a tough one. I think it's hard. I, I'm not so sure. I knew that, you know, the money... Not really the money; just the the stability of having money was one of the reasons why I did stay as long as I did. But I, I noticed for myself that it just wasn't enough for me. I I wasn't I was truly unhappy in my job. I I wasn't you know bored. I didn't crave more responsibility. I was truly unhappy. So what I would say is that. You know, it it really just depends. It's situational. So there are some people who do need, you know, they don't have the privilege to go off and into other endeavors. But I would say really be honest with yourself and ask yourself, can I switch gears a little bit? Do I have the ability to completely switch gears or am I not able to switch gears at all right now? And it's all about timing. And for me, the timing was excellent. I, but I will say for someone, you know, if you are unhappy where you are right, right now, that's okay. That's where I was for a long time. But as long as you are consistent in asking yourself, is this just a part of my, my job role? Is it going to get better? Is there growth in the direction that I want to go? So as long as you keep asking yourself those questions, you can get to a place of where you want to be. But you mm-hmm. have to be intentional, intentional and consistent about it.
0: So you're using this term core gift a lot. So let's talk a little bit about your core gift. Will you, will you tell us what it
1: is? Sure. So I actually have it here. So my core gift is helping others to arrive at a place of tranquility about their future. I give it by helping them to become aware of the power they hold over their lives and helping them learn how to identify when it's time to get things done.
0: Wow. That's so interesting. That's your core gift because the story that you've just told us is uh, is about not feeling tranquil at your previous job and realizing you needed to do something about that. So there's a lot of power in that, having kind of the opposite experience, huh?
1: Absolutely. I think that's the reason why I, I am so passionate about you know the core gift concept because it's It's true, it's very, very true for me. I wasn't at a point of tranquility because I never even thought about my future. I kind of just went to college, got the degree that got me out of there the fastest. And it wasn't until afterwards when it was time to get my job, when I was thinking about, oh, I'm meant to do something now with this degree and I don't know what it is that I want to do.
0: (laughs) Mm, mm, mm. So what do you wanna do with your core gift? If you're going to, one of the ideas is you can insert your core gift into your relationships, into your jobs, into the way you spend your time when you're not working. Um, So, what's exciting to you about knowing your core gift in different parts of your life?
1: Well, I think before I was very uneasy about my career, if it was heading where I wanted it to head fast enough. What was the next thing from there? I was always just had this mindset of, well, what's next from there? What's next from there? And so what I like now is that I'm at peace with, I guess I'm confident that something will come. And I'm at peace with knowing that I will do everything in my power to find the right thing for me. Um, I insert my core gift in many areas, you know, and I've, I've been working on different projects through the years, and some projects I can give 100% of my core gift, and other projects, not so much, but I can give some. Sometimes I'm not able to give my gift at all in my work, but I find that I am able to give it in my personal life. Uh, for example, I had a roommate who was applying for a pre-medical program, and I found myself just you know she would ask me can you read this essay what can you what do you think about and i found myself really excited and just wanting to reread her essay, help her edit it, reread it, re-edit, which, you know, is kind of, I think, weird because a lot of people, you know, will will help their friends for a little bit and then they'll kind of be done with it. But for me, I was, it just kind of called my name. How can we make this better? Like, let's get you into that school. And so you can insert it into your work, your personal life, whatever that is. And once you know what your core gift is, you it just kind of comes you just find yourself doing more of those little things in your life
0: so what about the what about the flip side of your core gift how could it how could it get you in trouble what are the different ways that you could use it in your life that might not be useful
1: Hmm. <laughs> yes, this actually has happened to me uh, before. Was it before? I think it was before I even knew what a co- my core gift, what my core gift was. So, you know, my core gift is all about when I read it and it, it tells me that I, I want people to take hold of the power that they have over their lives, you know, over the things that they can control and just go towards their future in a positive light in a positive manner and so I think it's important extremely important for me being that that's my core gift important for me to know that not everyone is at the right stage in their life to be able to do that so we talked about you know, someone who might potentially not be able to leave their job now at the moment. And so this happened to me. I had a, a really close friend who I was really excited. This was before the core gift stuff. I really wanted to help him get to the next level in his life and let's get there. What can you do? How can we get there? But it was too much. He Different stages and people are ready for what they're ready for. And it wasn't the time for that person And I can apply this to myself as well. If I had gone to my first Trek epic adventure before college, I am almost certain that it would not have had the impact that it had when I went after college. So that's where you can kind of get in trouble where you're wanting so passionately to share this gift with people, but they might not be ready in that moment for you to share it with them.
0: Uh, where they don't—they don't think they need it, but you think they need it.
1: Or they might know that they need it, but it's—they're not able to really do anything about it in the moment. Or—or—or that—that as well. They might not think that they need it, and they might not. You know, I, I might think that they might, but maybe they don't.
0: So it sounds like there's—you're developing a craft around some people would call it ripeness, knowing knowing right. when, the, when knowing when the right time is, and not being not being always urgent about it
1: exactly and not being urgent about it and i think that goes with most things in life you know um i say the same to my students all the time if you tell a young a young child don't touch the stove you're gonna get burned don't touch the stove that you're gonna get burned they're probably gonna slowly inch their hand towards the stove to see if they're gonna get burned and that's different from them burning the hand on their stove themselves and saying, oh, ow, like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. It's just a different effect, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm.
0: So one of the ideas in in uh, gifts and particularly in core gifts is this idea of being on a path. And, and, and we choose to give our, our core gift in different ways during the course of our life. So that's... Different in some ways from how my parents pursued their job life. They got careers. They worked in their jobs for 30 or 40 years. They retired. Um, Do you see yourself getting into a career like that and retiring? Or does your gift make you think a little bit differently about the path of your life?
1: That is a, a very scary question because I have been asking myself that very recently so i mentioned before i i've been doing projects um here and there and i i don't know why my life has just kind of turned out project after project after project so i just finished uh i was teaching abroad in spain for a year and i'm at the end of that and i'm finding that i'm i'm not sure i don't want i don't want you know you're not that i I'm against the normal 9-to-5, but I'm not sure that I could do what I've been doing in that space. And so I think for me, it it's more important for me to be able to be in the space where I can give my core gift than it is to set myself up for, you know, a retirement. Because I can set myself up for a retirement, you know, through funneling my own money into an account on my own than having that typical career 9 to 5. So I guess I don't know the answer to that question, but I know that it's more important for me to be in a space where I can give my core gift than it is to have the traditional retirement fund stability.
0: So looking at uh, your core gift and then the ways you give it in the second sentence that you uh, read to us, What's one thing you're trying to get better at right now related to giving your core gift?
1: Mm. Oh yeah, that's a, also a scary question because I am a, once again in that in that fork in the road where I just finished a project and I need to figure out what to do next. Um, i guess i'll say you know the last line of my core gift statement is identifying when it's time to get things done and i think that it's it's very difficult to do that for yourself because you aren't able to see yourself objectively you know you know what you want you know what's calling your name but it's harder to see the things that you should be doing and so I'm trying to work on that, on identifying when it's time to get things done, and I, you know. And I, earlier I mentioned that your your question was scary about can I see myself in a career and et cetera. And I, I'm going to tie it back to this again. So I I'm currently right now I have about two months of free time uh, because I'm I'm working online, so you know I have income coming in, but it's more of a so, uh, freelance kind of work. But I am setting myself up to do my next, my next thing. And I am in the process of, of identifying <laughs> when it's time to get things done. So I definitely need to work on that. And once I can do that, then I can teach others to do that with themselves as well.
0: So you're sitting in front of a young person who's 17 years old and and has gotten fed up with school and decided not to go, dropped out of high school. How would you approach them around the idea of gifts? Why would gifts matter to a person in that position in their life?
1: I think a lot of, a lot of young adults, including, well, I'm, I'm not so young anymore, but including myself, feel this pressure of what's your next step? You have to always have a next step. You should know what it is. How are you getting there? And I, the first thing that I would do is I would tell them I was lost for about three years, didn't really know what to do, but I was always doing something productive to figure out my next step of what I wanted to do. And I, I think what I would do with them is explain to them that it's okay to feel lost and that everybody feels lost whether they admit it or not. And as long as you, you are working towards what, what you want to do, It's okay, and I guess if I had only one thing to share with them, I would say that they can find something. Everyone can find one thing that they are good at and that they want to do, and they can go out and do that. I don't think that enough people know that. You can do what you want to do. It might take some time. You might only do it part-time for a bit. Maybe a couple of weekends But you can And eventually You know you you Become better at this And eventually you'll get to where you want it to be
0: Alright so we're at the end Is there anything else you'd like to say?
1: Yes I would like to say That A core gift You don't see it 100% Of the time Um, There are times where you, there's times where I've forgotten about it. And it's important to always come back to it and always remind yourself that it's there. And it's not always going to be really obvious that it's there. But if you are, like I mentioned earlier, consistent, if you are consistent about it, it really, really is impactful in both your work life and your personal life. So.
0: Wow. What a great ending, Mariel. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. <laughs> sure. I pre- really appreciate your time. It's a great way for me to start my day.
1: Uh, so thanks. <laughs> Good to hear. No problem. Goodbye. And Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening. To hear more podcasts, explore our gift library, or learn about our training opportunities, visit us at www.coregift.org.